Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the final Sporting 160 EM podcast episode of this season. It is an absolute banger we have on today, a lot of content to get through. So I won't stall anymore. Let me introduce you to my co-hosts. First, we've got the main man, Chris. How are you doing today, man? I am doing good. Excited to be here with everyone to kind of take a like an overview look at, at the season now that we've had. We've had a few weeks to sit on it. The, the, the real-time emotions have faded, so hopefully it's a more of a grounded perspective, but it'll still be probably emotion-filled. <laughs> Yeah, most definitely. And second of all, he is known as Mr. Saldana and the Big Steppers, Mr. Danny, man. Yeah, bro, I honestly need you to explain that. (laughs) (laughs) What do you, there's nothing needed to explain, bro. So Kendrick Lamar just dropped another another 10 out of 10. (laughs) My bad, I I probably fucked that up, but. Yeah, it's just taking some use. I'm used to it now, but for like a week, I was like, holy shit, who is that? Who the fuck is this? (laughs) (laughs) I'll change it back soon. You know, Kendrick dropped the 10 out of 10 album. I got hyped. I bought tickets when he comes to Toronto. I'm, I'm you know, I had to. Oh, I had when's to the show? It. August uh, something. I think, I don't know if it's a Friday. He, he has two shows here. So one's a Friday, one's a Saturday. I think I have the Friday show. Can't remember. Congrats. But um, thank you. Thank you. I worked hard for it, man. My, my whole paycheck scoring <laughs> awards that shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm feeling good, man. Feeling great. Glad to have a very special guest on. And uh, before we get started, as everybody all, all uh, knows here, I'm a big Moringo fan. So shout out to Moringo for the fifth European title. Let's go, baby. Sporting mm-hmm. legend. I don't care what Porto fans say. <laughs> and last but not least, we've been hearing you request it so many times. So we decided <laughs> to finally get them on. It is Albert from At Longball Football Podcast. How are you doing today, man? I'm great, man. I think by people requesting you, I mean basically just Lauren. So yeah, thank you, Lauren, for requesting. <laughs> no, man, it, it's a pleasure to be here. Like, I'm really pleased we could do this. Um, obviously, Barney can't be here, so Barney wanted to also say like a big up to you guys as well. We're both big fans of what you guys do. Um, we watch regularly. We really enjoy the show. Um, it's a pleasure to be here, man. I think it's a link up that makes sense, though. So yeah, this is going to be a good one. Yeah, most definitely. And just before we go on to anything else, you just want to explain to us or to the listeners who, who don't know what exactly what, what your podcast content is about? Yeah, exactly. So it's the Long Ball Football Podcast. It's myself and my brother Barney. We're two brothers. We do a weekly uh, review show, basically, where you look at the kind of best five or six games from the Premier League that week. Um, we talk about the big three every week, but we also talk about the teams from all up and down the table. We did loads of content about the relegation battle. That was massive for us this year. And it's basically just, yeah, a lighthearted review show. We don't go too heavy on like analytics and stats. There's a lot of just like emotion, a lot of a lot of fun. And that's involved with being, in, you know, that's involved with watching football. And yeah, every week. Uh, but again, also, this is the end of the season for us. So this is a nice way to go out uh, with a little collab. Yeah, most definitely. So without further ado, we'll just get on to the league table. Um, so it ended up obviously Porto winning it all. Uh, a great Porto team, as uh, we must say. You know, 91 points is is incredible for them, and they were a level above uh, really all season. But in in terms of the overall season, you know, Sporting won Tasta Liga as we always do. It's, it's our trophy now, pretty much. Um, Tasta Liga merchants. Who would have thought, man? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. You know, silverware. I'll silverware. take it too. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, so I believe we're knocked out in the semi-final of the Taste of Portugal as well, losing to Porto, unfortunately. Super Super Cup winners as well. So technically we won two trophies this year. I know some people are a bit funny on that one. But yeah, uh, and also reaching the round of 16 in the Champions League uh, for the first time in, I believe, 11 years. So I'm going to give this one to you first, uh, Chris. What are your overall rankings? So your sort of grade from A to F, A being the best, F being the worst of sporting season in general? Uh, it's, it's probably, it's probably gotta be considered like, uh, at least just for the a trophy. I mean, I know that we're kind of used to winning the task of the league getting at least a trophy a season in the last like four years, but people forget like up until 2014, there was like a, a eight year gap. So like there was a long ass time when we just w didn't win any trophies. So trophy here or there, man, it, it makes it automatically a, a B. Um, so I'm going to get a B plus. Yeah. Danny, what about you? Yeah, I'll agree. A B even, uh, I mean the trophy. Yeah. Like Chris was saying, but even just us competing, you know, and I thought we played some good stuff this year. I think we, I thought we played better than last year overall. I thought we dominated more. We just didn't have, uh, I guess as, uh, Mourinho would say the Stralinga with us. Uh, we didn't have quads going up as much. Maybe that's what hurt us. I'm not sure, but uh... I think quads played hurt low key a lot of the season, and just he wasn't at the same level, to be honest. And it wasn't just quad. We had a lot of injuries this year that goes unnoticed. Maybe it's you know compared to last year. Okay, we have more competitions to play in, but you know, Bot was out for a while. Um, that five one slapping against Ajax, and I think even or away time was injured. I think mm -hmm. yep. who else? Um, Paulino was obviously injured, right? Paulino had like a stretch where he was injured, and was injured a little bit and... too. Yeah, which yeah. is rage at the end. Got a mm -hmm. little injured, got some, and then we had like we had that month where like we were getting a red card every other game or every game. It felt like you know, so uh, yeah. it was tough. It, it was a tough season, but I still think we did well. We competed at the very least. That's all I will ask for Sparting. You know, there's too many years where it comes to the title race, we come fourth or third. Or, or a distant second, you know what I mean? Um, so at the very least, we're there or thereabouts. Uh, I'm content with it. I want more, of course, but I'm content with it. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, Albert is the unbiased entity, so to speak. So <laughs> would, you, would you agree with, with those two? Yeah, no, I agree completely with that, with what you guys said, actually. I think it's almost uh, a compliment to you guys that not winning the league is a disappointment. It's so easy to forget that it really wasn't that long ago that finishing in second place would have been a great achievement so I'm generally very positive about this season from your guys perspective obviously we ended last year like me and Barney loved sporting so much last year we loved the whole story we loved Amory and we loved so many of the players there's not quite the same feeling this year but I think if you take a step back and look at what was actually achieved exactly the same points tally um only two more losses although we know that in this league that's the difference between winning a title and coming second generally lots to be positive about um the champions league was fantastic i think um i'm not even going to say decent i think it was a great result some of the games that you guys won were, were brilliant um some disappointments i think some of the disappointments come from like individual players not quite doing what we hoped they would i don't obviously pedro casal had a very disappointing season um, Polino didn't kind of step up in the way that I hoped he would or I believed he could um, but in general I mean if you want me to give it a grade I'm going very very strong B definitely I would almost be tempted to give it an A but I think if you finish second you can't quite justify it so a strong B for me definitely 
Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with sort of the strong B or like like you said, like it's sort of A, maybe A minus, just because, you know, we did have a lot more injuries this year, a lot more games than we had last year. Getting to the Champions League after the first game being battered 5-1 by, by Axe, mm. like, I thought it was done then. And I think we came on and we, we said it was pretty much all done. So, I mean, I, I think the, the way we competed as well, you know, 85 points, the same as last year. Same amount of goals, I believe, as last year. A bit more goals conce- uh, conceded than last year. But, I, I mean, if if you said to said to us, I don't know, 2018, 2019, hey, Sporting are going to win the league and the next year we're going to finish second. I think we all have said, yeah, 100%. Especially, like, with the Champions League as well. I know, obviously, we didn't have the best result in the round of 16 against, obviously, one of the best teams in the world and most expensive teams in the world. But, I mean, looking back on the overall season, obviously we didn't win the title, but like I said, Tasta Liga, Super Cup as well. I mean, it's it's hard to argue that it wasn't a, a successful season. Like, like you said, um, Albert, it's just like to say that winning the title is a disappointment is, is such a stretch from where we came. Hmm. So, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a solid B uh, or maybe just an A- minus as well. Um, but, but following on, uh, we asked this uh, question on Twitter. Um, so we basically... Sent out the questions saying, uh, let us know your end of season thoughts. Um, best player, underwhelming player, most improved player, underrated player, overrated player, biggest revelation and game of the season. So I'll give you one each and I'll start with, with you, Albert. Who do you think was Sporting's best player? Um, it was quite obviously Sarabia. I think a more interesting question was who was the second best player because I think every single person listening and watching would choose Sarabia. I mean, I was saying on me and Barney's most recent show, we were talking about Sarabia. Um, I had him as my overall player of the season from any team in this league. Um, I know that some players have better numbers than him, but I think when you watch Pablo Sarabia play, he's for me, he's the best football player playing in Portugal. There's not a, another football player who has the technical ability that he has. There might be some who have the potential to, to match or exceed him, sure. But as a current football player, Pablo Sarabia is the best player in this league, I think. When you watch him play games, especially against the kind of mid-table teams, he's just coasting through games, right? He's he's in second gear and he's just got a touch of class that is like really wonderful to watch. So he's obviously my top player, but I mean, if you want some honourable mentions, I would I would think of players like like Mateus Rees, who really started the season as kind of you know six months in. Well, maybe by Christmas you were kind of talking about Mateus Rees as the most improved player or the biggest surprise. I think the form that he continued to the end of the season, I think he's up there with not just like a surprise player or an improved player, but genuinely one of the best performers in that team from the beginning of the season to the end. Like I wrote that guy off so hard at the end of last season. I was like, just sell him. Like, who is he? I think What's we all did, here? to be fair, yeah. Incredible, incredible turnaround. Like, I'm so happy to to bite my tongue on 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 Mateus Reese. And maybe even, you know, a player like Mateus Nunes, who I think played at quite a high level for most of the season, not all of the season, but quite a high season. I mean, yeah, Sarabia is number one, but I wanted to make it a little bit more interesting. But yeah, definitely Sarabia. Yeah, I mean, I think we all we're going to be in agreement there. Um, but Daniel, I'll give the next one on, on to you. Most underwhelming player this season? Um, it's like a tie between Pot and Pajinga, uh, in my opinion. Um, but I'll 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 give it to Pot only because of how high his output was last season, and I mean and his no, numbers aren't his that bad. His XG was still pretty high this, or his XG versus what he actually hit. Yeah. Was, so like, he was just more efficient last year. 
he was With yeah like of the same course. amount of chances basically which was what i was gonna say like his, his numbers technically aren't that bad like Mm-mm. if he didn't i think if he didn't have the season he had last season and he puts up the numbers that okay maybe we're not like you know we're not saying the the liverpool links like we were last season but we, we still mm-hmm. think we'll have like a great player in our hands like that'll build for next season um, it's just that in comparison to what he brought us last season, he, I don't want to say he single-handedly won us the title last season, but his goals were, were crucial, you know, and, and the amount of goals he scored last year were, was just phenomenal. So, you know, maybe missing his goals on a few games, like, uh, like I remember the Maritimu draw or, uh, or as, as, uh, our Aussie Tuga in the chat said, like our, the Santa Clara away game, you know, maybe if, if Bot could have, you know, bagged one for, on those games you know maybe where which he literally did win us the game he did win us the game at santa Clara. last season this season mm-hmm. we were champions yeah yeah In a pretty exactly. shitty game windy yeah <laughs> exactly so so i'll give it the pot but um i do think next season he's gonna explode i i, I i've been saying it on here i think you know a lot of it was um you know that he was fighting that injury right so now he's gonna have a, a bit of a break um you know the you know this uh, this summer is perfect because the world cup's only in december so he's gonna have a, an extended break he's not i mean he wouldn't be called up to this last song anyways but um in this case he's definitely not now right so um so he's gonna rest that foot hopefully get it right for august and i think next season we'll we'll see him push uh especially because now we won't have sarabia we'll see maybe tinkon comes in that would be a nice pickup for us but uh I just wanted to caveat that by saying, like, I think I think Pot's gonna have a big season for us next year. Yeah, I hope so, at least. Yeah, I mean, I'm inclined to agree. Um, a lot of the the responses we got were Pot. Uh, Paulinho was another one. Uh, I saw a few for Paulinho. Yeah, um, I, people say as guy, but like underwhelming. Like, no disrespect to him, obviously, but we never thought he was gonna set the world on fire. So, yeah. like, low key, he's guy who was one of our top assists. Like um, has the, one of our yeah, most yeah 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 he's like third the this year. yeah and with limited game time I think we give I think we give Ishigayu a bit of a hard time for no reason I don't get it not the <laughs> I, greatest. I, I think it was for that Santa Clara game if if because he was at fault for the goal and it was just like okay Mistakes that, yeah. that was our first loss in like apart from the Benfica game like in about like a year. So. Fair enough, fair enough. But if we lost against Portimonense on that Inacio mistake, we would not be ripping Inacio the way yeah. some of us mm-hmm. are ripping Intijgayu. Yeah, fact. I, I I agree with that one. Um, but the next one I'm going to skip because it's mostly proof player. But I think we're all in agreement that it's going to be Matus Race or on this one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any other out. any other shouts. But um, I'm going to open this one up to the room. But I'll go with you first, Chris. Uh, most underrated player this season. Hmm. Uh, I think, to be honest, like the games, some of these, it, well, I mean, they mattered. At the time, some of them mattered more than others, but kind of by the end, they mattered less. Like the Bata Loki was kind of a Swiss Army knife, especially yep. the last like month. Um, so he definitely deserves a shout for that. Uh, yeah, I'll go with, I'll go with Tabata. Okay, Danny, what about you, man? That's tough, man. Underrated. It should be um, Bragança, but he just didn't. He doesn't get enough minutes. He didn't it's the do same it. with Tabata. 
Tabata, like I feel like Tabata literally contributed more this season than Bergenza. That's true. Yeah, I feel like Tabata every time he came on, even though it was little amounts of time, he at least always did something, right? Like he never had a bad performance, whereas Bergenza has had a few. But um, I don't know, bro. I kind of want to just say he's got you off the off the, <laughs> the, you know, what I just defended him on. But at the same time, like. He wasn't that great, right? I guess Inasi. We could put Inasi on there. I don't think he gets enough love. I mean, clearly, for Nuno Santos doesn't appreciate him. You know what I mean? Um, maybe it may be Nuno Santos, maybe, but like I feel like he's Nuno not Sanz? not a, he's not really that well kept of a secret anymore. Yeah. Well, that's why I wanted to. I mean, when I saw that question, like the name that came straight into my head was Nuno Santos. Like I really, really love Nuno Santos. I think yeah. he's a very I think he's a very underrated player because I think he's like so adaptable. I think that goes against him sometimes. Like I spoke about this, we were on Cortellinas with Zach Lowy and I picked him as one of my top five sporting players because I just thought what he offers the team is so underrated, the way he's so adaptable. He'll play uh, in a front three, he'll play left wing back. I think Ruben Amarim loves him clearly because he knows he can rely on him. I think, I mean, I, I don't watch every game as closely as you guys do, but I feel like you know, Santos doesn't let let the team down whenever he plays. He, he'll pop up with goals in important games. Um, I think he's kind of, yeah, I think he's slightly underrated because he just doesn't have that solid spot in the team where you're like, that's Nuno Santos' spot in the same way that maybe Pedro Porro has his spot or, you know, any of the main players have their spot. I think that kind of makes him better. Nuno Santos, for me, I'm a big fan. And I think those kind of utility players that, adapt for the team and and play in multiple positions are often overlooked and I think they're so vital and I think you know he scored some important goals for you guys this season as well and and last season so he would be uh, definitely my pick I think he's definitely we talked about as guy being towards the top of the assist list I feel like Nuno Santos has led that list the last two years and I just Maybe. checked he hit 10 goals G, G, 10 GNA all comps this season yeah, and, and we do like always fit him into like he's not a left wing back. He has to adapt there. Yeah, um, and and towards the end of the season, he's done he's done a great job at adapting there, right? Uh, so yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll agree with you actually. Yeah, I was forgetting him. Yeah, I mean, I feel like everyone knows what I'm gonna go, and, it, and it's the guy behind me. Just hey, because. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me mute you. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Say your piece, bro. Well, I didn't think you actually going to mute me. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, but like, from, from your similar thing to his guy where, like, everyone just hates on him for some reason. And I, don't get me wrong. I know some of it is warranted. Like, he he's not a great finisher, and I'll be the first one to tell you that. But, like, is he a big game player? In my eyes, yeah. Goals against Benfica, Porto, Ajax versus Bajitkas. Like, th- those were Banger important goals as well. Those, by the way. Yeah, and I think he got two assists in that, that same game as well. Because I think we scored either two or two or three in that game. But like, I mean, I feel like he's just overly hated, and I, I think he can, he should be able to score more goals in that sense. And like, I completely agree. But what he brings to the team is sort of like pressing and and passing and link up play. I I think he is underrated, and all I think next season, like you say, like Pot's going to come out with Shell. I think hopefully Paulinho. Will, Go back to the Braga Paul, you know, from a few years back when he was banging them in under Amarim. I think, I think a lot of it is to do with confidence. I think you can sort of see it sometimes that he just lacks it. But um, you know, hopefully, like you said, gets a bit more time off this time, and he's bit, apparently had a, an ankle injury for the last two years. Hopefully, he gets to sort of relax that down and you know come back next season as a better player. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna go for Paul, you know, with this one. 
Um, next question. Can I come on Paulinho quickly, Sam? Yeah, yeah, go on. Just because um, I feel like he's quite a divisive figure amongst sporting fans. And I think I'm, I definitely do lean towards like pro Paulinho. I, I do like him as a player. But equally, I think he has underperformed this season. I think the one thing I just kind of almost feel sorry for him about is that the whole time he's been at sporting, he's not had a serious um, strike partner, whether that's to play on the field with him or to be a kind of understudy. I think he's taken so much of the burden, like goal scoring, well, striking burden on his shoulders, which I think, I mean, I'm sure we'll come on to talk about the transfer window later, but um, yeah, I just think the fact that he's been like the sole striker at that club who was bought for such a significant amount of money. And even when you watch the way sporting plays so often, he's not the focal point in terms of goals. He's more of a build-up player. Yeah. Just to carry out that, I do still think he should have scored more goals. Like, I want to make that clear. I'm not one of these guys who's going to come on here and tell you a striker shouldn't be scoring goals. He should be scoring <laughs> goals. He should be getting, in my opinion, Polino's like a 15-goal-a-season striker and maybe five to ten assists. I think that's good numbers for him. I don't I don't think he got that this season. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think he's someone who... He still hasn't settled in yet, I think, and I agree. I think if you see him kind of more comfortable in the role that he's got and maybe with a bit of striking support, I think there's much more to come from him. But I don't think he's had the conditions to settle in properly, even though he's been there 18 months. Yeah, agreed. I'm, I'm with you too. I, I, I do hate on Paulinho, but it's also, <laughs> I think the, the one memory that's like just pisses me off about Paulinho is I remember him missing from two yard from like two centimeters off. Never mind two yards, two centimeters off, and he's looking at the grass like it was his fault. But I'm with you where, like, he's not the focal point. Like, his main objective isn't to score goals like maybe a Slimani under JJ would be, right? Um, yeah. And he, he does, like, you, you know, I've said here, he's not like a he's not a true nine. He's not maybe a 10. He's like a nine and a half, right? Where he's yeah. like, build up starts from him, back at goal, and then maybe he can run into the box. Sort of the same team. argument that Liverpool fans make for Firmino. Firmino, I, I think. exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a good comparison. But I also think his biggest problem, and Sam kind of hit it earlier, is his confidence. I'm wor- The only thing I worry about Paulinho is that he's he's doesn't have the, like, the the good like the the balls to like really like deal with a big team right like at braga is perfect maybe level for him right because i even yeah. remember the first like two months that he was here at sporting and he like disabled his comments because of something right like that 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 sort of thing like gets i don't know maybe i'm just too much of a like a kobe bryant fanatic but it's just that, <laughs> that mentality one. of it that's like like who cares bro it's instagram turn your phone off you you can't see it afterwards right yeah, for yeah of course one, I'd I, never have to deal with that deal with that pressure. So I, you know, it's easy for me to say, but I don't know. From, I, I just think it's that that confidence really affects them. Yeah, from what I remember, it was the first two games he played, and I think he didn't score, and it was pretty awful in those first two games. And obviously the price tag and the relationship yeah. with Braga, and and with obviously Braga. being a, a, a Verandas uh, marquee signing as well, I think played a bit into it. But like, I remember they commented on picture. It might have been with his family at his wedding or something, and like just like really like mean like comments about like his family and stuff so like I, I get what you mean but like i think there's a point where you have to be like okay i'm not gonna let people like speak about my kids or like my wife or parents whatever. Fair, fair. but but no i i think again it's like the price tag thing as well i, I don't think he's the most expensive anymore um probably won't be if we get more of in to be honest but like i mean it's got to play a part like being the most expensive signing in, in history in sporting history even but, yeah, but he's not at fault. I mean, he said it himself. He's not at fault for the price. Yeah, but I, I think that's 
got to be in the that, that but it comes with the pressure days. i get it yeah no i do get it yeah but um the next question is a bit of a harsh one and i'll again i'll open this up to the room uh i'll start with you uh most overrated player this season I knew this was coming. I saw this question on the comments, <laughs> and this was this was the only question I couldn't come up with an answer to. It sounds so harsh. I just don't think yeah, you guys have had a, a season sufficient to really label someone overrated. I don't think there's an overrated player in your team. I mean, it depends, obviously, how you um, define overrated. For me, when I hear overrated, I mean a player that everyone thinks is good but actually isn't. I don't really think there's that player in... In your team at the moment, I think obviously we just spent a lot of time talking about Polino. He's a player that's underperformed, but then I don't think he's rated that highly. Pedro Gonzalez again underperformed, but he's backed it up in past seasons, so I don't think you can say he's overrated. So yeah, I, yeah, I feel really bad, but I'm gonna have to bail on this question because like, no, I just, how, I about, thought, I, how about a dad? I, I, I was gonna say, you guys ready for he's my hot? The hockey? only one. He's the only no, one. No, no, no. I Maybe think I think. I would disagree with that. I think that's harsh. I think Adan I think he's rated highly by like, Sporting Eustis, but I don't think he's that highly rated overall, okay. obviously. No, maybe that's fair. I don't think he's like I don't think he's a top I don't think he's even a top three keeper in the league. I think he's probably top five, but I don't think he's top three. But um I mean this is obviously like hindsight is a wonderful thing, but it's looking more and more like letting Luis Maximiano go was a mistake because obviously when you look at what Diogo Costa's done at Porto and you had like a similar situation in your hands with Maximiano and and a Dan, you know, you could have had a much more lucrative like uh, asset on your hands in Maximiano. But look, that's the past. I think a Dan will. I would keep him for next season. Like, I think he's more than good enough. He will do the job. Not like nine games out of ten. But I agree. If you're going to pick one player, he's probably not quite as good as as uh, uh, as perhaps people think. Yeah. So I assume Danny and Chris are on the same boat there with with a Dan. Danny, do you want to go first? That, no, that was my hot take because okay. especially <laughs> towards the end of this season, he's he's had some. I, I think and I think the the players have figured him out. Actually, if you're one on one with a Dan, you chip him because yeah. he's not. Expecting he's awful him. at that. Yeah, he's not expecting <laughs> it. And it, okay, like the the our, our the thing is with a Dan is our like looking back to last season. He would have maybe one or two shots because we were very dominant, very ball dominant, and then our defenders would do the job. And then that one or two shots that he would get, he would save, and he would be brilliant at it. This season, I feel like maybe we were a bit more leaky at the back because we weren't, we didn't have a solid three. You know, like Inasu would be out a bit, and then Rej, who I think is more of a left back than a center back, um, he would maybe push forward, and then we would get caught off the counter a lot. But I feel like we've had more shots against this season, and he's let us down a bit more this season. So if anybody, if I, so in my opinion, if anybody's going to be called uh, uh, overrated, it would be Azan. But nonetheless, hmm. I do think we should keep him for next season. Of course, I mean he's brilliant still. Like he's still good enough to be our keeper. I'm, but his I'm with backup, you. I think that is a backup was just resigned for another year today. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. The fourth. choice is backup. Backup. <laughs> yeah. But I'm with you in terms of he, I don't think he's top three because I think or if he is top three he's third because I'd say Gil yeah. is easy first I would mm -hmm. even say Matheus from Braga would be second yeah I would agree and then maybe Odi maybe Adan over Odi that's nah. tough that's tough that is quite tough actually <laughs> as a yeah. sporting fan I'll I, put Adan over I but... don't know I think <laughs> Bruno Varela I think I, think Odi, I, think I feel like well. Odi's had more frangus but he's also maybe had another season or two. 
I but I also feel like Kobe has had more shot. His his defense been leakier. True. Chris, what what's your? Do you have a hot take or is it a, a Dan as well? It's either a Dan or honestly, Mateus Nunes. Not Ooh. not so much that that I think that like he's not good or whatever. Or I just feel like he was in cruise control the last like two months of the season. Um, I, I don't think Mateus Nunes finished the season that strong, to be honest. Um, he still had his moments in in certain games for sure. Um, but I mean, I, like, so sport thing is just probably to think that, that, that he sh- should, shouldn't leave for like under 45 million or something like 40, 50. I don't think that that's going to happen to be honest, no. but that doesn't mean he's not a good prospect and that he could still continue to grow if he went to England, et cetera, you know? Yeah. There, there's two good ones in the chat. Hold on. Hold on. Casa the Paiva saying Braganza. I can see it. I can. I can see his point. And then that's he's overrated amongst Portuguese's for sure. Maybe yeah. DP comp saying um, he... Palinga because Ugarte replaced him easily. Sorry, go ahead, Chris. True. Do you want to my hot take? I would say he replaced him easily. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got a bit of a hot take with this one, but before I get onto it, so the most like place people were saying. Um, Polina was one quite a lot. A lot of people said, said Vinagre, but I don't think they understood the question really. I think they were just saying like, <laughs> the worst player. But I, I didn't see many for a damn, but the most I saw was for Polina. Paulinho obviously was was another one there. But for me, I think it's between Coates and Inacio, especially this season. I think like the broad game sticks out in my memory so much because they were both at fault for the goals. And some of the goals we've conceded has come from from them too. And I think uh, maybe fatigue played a part in it. Obviously, they say Quartz's uh, knee is, is playing up again, or not might be a part. But like in terms of the question, where it's like, who do I think is overrated compared to like what the sporting fans think? Like I see a lot of people like say like like Quartz can never do wrong. Like oh, it's Quartz unlucky, whatever. But like if it was anyone else, if it was Fadal, if it was Luis Neto making that mistake, like he gets shot on for every single mistake. But sort of Kawata and Nastio get get a pass, and it's what annoyed me about Thiago Tomasa a, a season ago, where it was just like, even if he had a bad game, it's like, okay, he's young or he's he, he's still learning. But it's like, yeah, but you don't really want that in in the team. You want someone who can score and who's not learning, especially in mm-hmm. like a title race that we're in this season. Like, I, don't get me wrong, I think Nastio and Kawata are good players, but obviously Kawata's getting older. Talk of uh, the injury, like I said. Uh, DB Comps too uh, seems to agree, saying Coates uh, too, especially compared to last season as well, considering how much of a rock he was, not even in defense but up top as well. From this season, I think he's massively digressed, and maybe it's not his fault, like Fidal did as well. And I think the whole defense in general just sort of digressed. But for me, I think it's between those two. But yeah, like I, I said, it was more. You, more Go on. Well, it, do you think that Inacio is it would be able to get any burn? Uh, on a on a Premier League club that is in theory going to be competing for like the European spots, like top eight. I can see Man United just because of how bad Maguire is at the moment. I was saying Man would... or Newcastle. I was thinking both of them. Which is I like was going to their... say Arsenal as well. Those yeah, are my three. I think. Yeah, bro. Well, obviously, yeah. even sorry, even Tottenham because they okay they play with a, to- a back three, right? 
Who, yeah. who do they play? Romero? Who else am I thinking? I'm shooting a blank I right now. I think Romero Dyer, I think, plays there as I well. I think Ben Davis has been filling in at left centre back as well, which is so there is actually a gap there. I think he I think he'd have a spot at Tottenham, especially as a back three. Yeah. I think it fits in most places. United especially. I, it's just if United have the balls to drop Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think obviously not Liverpool and not um no, yeah. City. I don't think he gets into Chelsea's as well. Um Rudiger rest, leaving, maybe. Yeah, but I think they've got so many. They've got quite a Chelsea lot. Of like, so you think you think he's ready? You think that if he got there, like his English, like everything, all things considered, like you think he's ready for that? I don't I think, think he'd be very good, to be yeah. honest. But grow like, into it though. Newcastle, I think, would be a a great a great start for him. Yeah. Like you know, obviously that team is building, and no one expects results instantly. Mm-hmm. But like, I would like say, do not go to Man United because every player there is. Is like I don't know. It's like it's like a poison chalice almost. Whoever goes there, it just turns mm-hmm. bad. Like Pogba was like one of the best midfielders in the world. Juventus went to United and was awful. It feels like, like a really toxic yeah. like fan base media relationship. Uh, it's just like it's pretty gross. But I do like enjoy spectating it. But it feel I wouldn't want to be a part of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, the last question I'll go for is um, again open up to the room, and that's a uh, game of the season. Uh, I'll start first and just say the Dortmund one for me, just because it, I was there is a bit more special to me, and obviously the impact that the result had um, within like getting to the round of sixteen, and you know the emotions that day was just was fantastic. So that's like no, I don't think anyone expected us to beat them three one either. So so I'll, I'll put that up there. Uh, Danny, I'll go with you. What was your game of the season? Yeah, bro, I'm in. I'm inclined to agree. I think that was our biggest one. Uh, got us through, through to the round of sixteen. Um, I mean, there's another good one, right? Like the three one to Benfica is also really big, but uh, and I think it made us really all dream that we can win the league. Uh, we might have been top of the league at that point. I can't remember. Maybe we were level with Porto. But I'll agree. I'll agree with you. I think the three one away to or three one at home to Dortmund was huge because we played really well. Big goals, nobody expected it. Um, we were already written off after five one our first game against Ajax, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I thought I think that was huge. So I'll agree with you, dude. Yeah, Albert, do you, do you agree or do you have a different one? No, I def- I do agree that that was probably, I'm sure for the fans, one of the high points of the season. When I was thinking about this question, like from my perspective as not a sporting fan, I was kind of thinking, what games did I feel most positively about? about you guys and I think this is going to sound like a kind of backhanded compliment but I think a lot of that was at the beginning of the season um I remember yeah. I remember at the beginning of the season we had this whole kind of dynamic of our sporting going to be able to do it again how how are Porto going to look and I remember I mean even going as far back as winning the Super Tessa was that against Braga right against the yeah. Super Tessa was against Braga, yeah. um I remember watching that game and and just almost feeling relieved because I was like Oh, yeah, they're doing it again. They look great. Like the, the team is great. Scored a banger outside of his exactly. Foot. Like <laughs> everything was like everything was back in place. I, I kind of breathed a sigh of relief. Um, and even like the start of the season as well. I think it was obviously sorry, it's not one game, but the kind of first three games of the season there were some good wins there. Um, and I think everything kind of started really well. And that was yeah. Again, I don't want this to sound like a backhanded compliment, but you know, at the beginning of the season things were kind of. Uh, looking really good, so I would 
to be honest, I would go back that far and say, yeah, probably probably one of those games for me. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, last but not least, Chris, what would you say is our game of the season? Uh, it's tough to it's tough to not do one of the Champions League games because I feel like the four nothing against Besiktas, the four one against Besiktas in Turkey. Um, and the 3-1 against Dortmund, needed to win by two goals, went up 3 nothing, and then conceded a stupid goal. So imagine we're up 2 nothing, and then we conceded the stupid goal, and then it's still not enough, even though we beat Dortmund, which would have been really classic. Um, yeah, so I, it's, tough to, it's, tough to, it's tough to not do any of those, those Champions League games. Yeah, I mean, all, all good shouts in, in my book. Um, we'll move biggest on. Biggest road win, biggest home win, probably, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most definitely. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll move on. So we tweeted out something. Um, we do it every year. I don't know if we cover it on the podcast every year, but um, we basically tweet out your Rim, who are you keeping and who are you letting go? And then we list the various squad members and we'll have um, the, the polls to decide uh, who goes and who stays or who goes on loan. So, um, Albert, you're going to be Verandas for this one. Chris, you're going to be Amarim. Danny, Hugo Viana. And then I'm just probably someone else, a scout, we'll go for. <laughs> I can't think of anyone else at the top of my head. Um, you're that, it, like, 26-year-old scout that they just hired who was working in, in England. Yeah, I mean, I'll take it. It works out for me. But um, <laughs> So, for, obviously, for the, the most obvious ones, we'll, I'll just read them out and say what the audience went for, and then we'll discuss mm-hmm. the ones that... Um, so I'm pretty sure all of us are in agreement that we're going to keep we we need to keep Antonio Adan. Is that that controversial? Or has anyone got any other controversial opinions? No. I think we really need to start thinking about his replacement. I agree. In a more serious yeah. way than Andre Paulo on a one-year deal. <laughs> yeah, most and definitely. I, Juan Virginia, I think, seems like they're going to attempt to re-sign him. I don't know if that's it either. You know, to be honest. Thank you for that segue. Charles Virginia is the next one who comes up. Uh, so, Chrissy, we're on the topic. So, so the polls were uh, keep and then brackets by permanently, keep brackets or terminate loan. So, uh, keep, extend loan, won 60% of the votes out of 600 votes. So, are you in, inclined to agree to extend the loan? I, I guess, but uh, I'm not really sold either way, to be honest, you know. He hasn't convinced me to hate him, but he hasn't done. He hasn't wowed me. Like even Max, I feel like wowed me in his limited minutes more than Virginia did in his limited minutes. So the jury's still out, but I, I'm not. I don't have that much confidence. Yeah, Danny, what do you think? Keep it, extend or terminate or buy permanently? What are your thoughts? Not buy, definitely not buy. I mean, I'm not opposed <laughs> to loaning him, but. Um... I don't know. I, the, the only problem with this question is I have no. The thing nobody... is, is, if we bring him back on a loan, then we won't get anyone else. So. Yeah, mm. exactly. And and the problem with that is I don't have a name in mind to that that you know we yeah. should go after him instead. He's not like there's a lot of like young keepers in the league that maybe we can even suggest or something. Um, but I, I'm not opposed to loaning him back in because he hasn't been horrible. Um, but it's like Chris said, like at least Maxine, the like the little 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 minutes he's had was uh, a lot better like on his feet shot stopping everything commanding in the box but five million for him is ridiculous let me also just say that when how long is his contract up with ever with everton maybe we can get him on a free i'm not opposed to that 
I wouldn't be mad at that. Two more years, I believe. So, God, so damn. two more years, including the season we're we're about to. Well, we're gonna have in a few months' time. Marcus Edwards just called him Drake on the recent. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. So. <laughs> So yeah, no, maybe, maybe that maybe that connection. Maybe we maybe we should keep them. You know, it seems like Shaw is his boy. So if we get rid of Virginia, then Marcus is not going to have anyone to talk to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't talk much anyway. So yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Mr. Verandas Albert, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, definitely send him back. Um, I find it bizarre that any team would loan in a reserve keeper. I just find that bizarre it's completely unnecessary I think all that does is block uh, a path to a young player I mean if it's a reserve keeper just get the get the under 18 keeper in I mean you know that's what I would do I just think it doesn't make any sense realistically is this guy ever going to be your number one goalkeeper if he is great but I don't think he's anyone's really expecting that so I I just wouldn't I wouldn't bother personally yeah fair enough um Next one is is Andre Paolo, which I'll skip because he's staying. Um, most of everyone said keep anyway, uh, which is weird Why? for so for, for four <laughs> the vibes. For all four goalkeepers. Vibes. That's a vibes based answer. <laughs> yeah, for, for all four goalkeepers apart from one, which we'll get to, um, they said keep. So next one is uh, Diogo Kalai. Um, I mean, loan was the next one, and I personally voted for loan. Um, be, I mean, he, I, I think he seems like well. he's kind of ready, to be honest, you know. But I yeah. th- I don't think – I don't want him to loan to just sit on the Gilles Vicente bench, for, for example, or the Portimonez bench, the Vizela bench. He needs to keep playing, you know. Second yeah. division? League again. We'll be in youth league again. I would again. love second division. Ooh, second division would be sick. He's only like seven. Like yeah. Bella, you know, like fighting to get promoted or um, – fuck, I was going to say Quit Academica, but they just got Even mid-table at least. Yeah, yeah, I think he's good enough for that. That yeah. would be a step up, but probably wants to play youth league again, um, which will be in. So I don't know. It would be cool to be honest. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm inclined to agree. Um, Amrim, I think it was a few months ago, said that he wants him to be the sort of third option. Then he's trying to negotiate Virginia, and then he's resigned Andre Paolo. So is Andre Paolo the fourth option? Is he the third option? Is Kalai the fourth option? I, I, I don't get it. To be honest, this I don't think you need four keepers. I don't think any team needs four keepers. Like, yeah, no, that seems that seems strange. I remember a few years ago. And uh, when when did Peter Check get that header injury? And then (laughs) that keeper got fucking substituted. Then like the second later, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think a few years ago, PSG as well. They had like Kale Navas and and like some Sergio Rico, and they had like four like first team goalkeepers. Yeah, Kevin Trapp. Europa League. And I think Buffon, yeah, that was where Buffon was there as well. So they had so many keepers <laughs> that they could have just played. And they had four good ones. But, you know, for fair enough, each their own. Uh, next one is Gonzalo Inacio, which I'm going to skip because it's keep. Uh, same with Coates. Uh, an interesting one, I thought, though, was uh, Luis Neto. Uh, so 600 votes again, and most people voted for keep. 69%. Uh, 29% voted for sell. And some people voted for loan for some reason. But, um, Albert, I'll Love start with the you. You get it back up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's def- I think he's 35 now. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, if anyone can, can say otherwise. But, you know, getting up there in age, um, playing limited minutes, but stepping in when you need to. Uh, would you look for someone else, or do you think Luis Neto is a, a good player to have? Uh, personally, I would give him a one-year deal. Um, I think that it, that would be the smart thing. I think you'll, 
I know Saint Just was a good good signing, but I think with Fidal leaving and Inacio, we don't really know where he's going to be. I think still just could still be slightly lighter centre back. I don't think he's earning that much money, is he? I think a one year deal. He's, I mean, he's looked he's looked fine when he's played to me. I think he'll be a good cup game player, good experience. There's nothing wrong with having him for another year, personally. Yeah, fair. Danny, Chris, any any points to that? No, I agree. I agree. I he's earned. He's he stepped in when he was needed. He was good this season, to be honest. And uh, he turns 34 tomorrow. So happy early. Actually, <laughs> in 15 minutes in Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, boys. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I DP comps in the chat said he's also good for the dressing yeah, room. The dressing room yeah. So I, one I of our captains. Yeah, he's in the yeah. captain hierarchy. Yeah, he's worth sticking around. He's he's showed that he can play enough that he's worth keeping around. Yeah, most definitely. So the next one was for Dahl. Um, so the only two options I gave was keep, renew, or sell, or brackets let contract expire. So again, six hundred votes. Ninety percent said let contract expire, which I was quite, quite. Like, which it did. You know, I didn't think it'd be that that hard, that high. Yeah, it did expire. Yeah, yeah, I think it expired. Today, it might have been obviously. skewed because people already kind of knew that he wasn't coming back. To be honest. Also. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. But does does anyone disagree with with letting his contract expire? Does anyone want him to renew? No, uh, he probably dropped his performances by about like sixty percent season over season. To be honest, mm. he was hurt too. To be fair, but seemed like a good guy, nice dude. But yeah, let him walk. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> so next one is one I find interesting. Um, so it's Eduardo Caresma. That first sort of two months when uh, Amarim came in was was very vital, and then got injured and didn't really play that much. Didn't play a lot in the the season one title making sporadic appearances. Obviously on loan to Tom Della, who they got uh, got relegated with. So fifty five percent said keep, forty percent said loan, and four point six percent said sell. Uh, Chris, I come to this uh, you with this one first. Um, keep loan or sell, Corisma. Um, I think we got to keep him just for numbers, to be honest. I, we need more center backs. We didn't have enough of this season. We're losing center backs. So the center backs that we got just broke even with the ones that we've lost so far. We might lose Inacio. So it's like, unless we're signing two, three more, which I do not think that we are. I think that we he gets in the squad for numbers, to be honest. Yeah, it's fair enough. Danny, what, what are your thoughts? We got to give him at least preseason. But his, if we're going off his loan, um, we got to loan him out again. We got to loan him out again. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Albert, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think I think probably keep him. I think his loan was really interesting. You know, I think I'm always pleased that he went to a club that got relegated because I feel like when you play for like a big club like Sporting as a youth player, it's all a bit luxury, right? And then. I feel like for a centre back, especially going to a club where like it was tough, like it was really tough. It was not glamorous, and they didn't do well. And you know, he was conceding goals. I think in a way that's great experience for him. Um, I don't know whether loaning him out again would really benefit him. So I, I agree with what the other two said. I think if you're a bit light, I don't think he's going to start. I think it's a big season for Charisma though because I feel like he kind of has to do it this season. Or it's possibly not going to happen because he's not going to be young forever. There's going to be yeah. young centre backs coming up behind him, and I, I would keep him and, and hope that 
fingers crossed he he takes his chance and can get some good minutes and convince convince everyone. Yeah, I mean, I I'm gonna go uh, disagree with you all of you. I think alone would benefit him, but not in Portugal. Sort of the Thiago Thomas route just... of, of like a, a Bundesliga club, or I think maybe somewhere in Spain, maybe even if it's like the Spanish second division or like Italy, somewhere like that, where you know, because I think the one thing Amorim had against him was that he was sort of a joker and he didn't really might not have taken training too seriously. If you put him in like a new environment where mate, he doesn't maybe speak the language or limited uh, access to the language. I mean, maybe it's it, it will mature it more, and I think it will. It, if he does well for like a mid-table, I don't know, Serie A, La Liga team, then not only does his estimation go up in Amorim, it also goes up in the market. If he does mm-hmm. want to to move on, if he if he doesn't want to stay behind like Coates, Inacio, and and Saint Just, so me personally, I, I say loan. Um, next one, uh, I'm gonna skip over Thiago Elori, ninety-three percent sell said sell. Five percent said loan and one point nine percent said keep. I, I think we should keep you, Lottie. You reckon? On those wages? I'm sure he's got a large market begging for his signature. Okay. <laughs> Come to I, New I York Red Bull, my... bro. I'm sure the offer's still on the table. Right now, no. I Maybe didn't watch much of this Was was he good? Was he all right? I think he he he... six games, bro. He was not great at Bovista, unfortunately. I think he got overshadowed by like a younger pairing, so he didn't he didn't even have a great time there. I feel a bit bad for him, but uh, nah. <laughs> yeah, okay, I guess yeah. So I'm pretty sure everyone <laughs> here's gonna agree. Uh, next one, skip over Matthew's race. Keep ninety five percent said keep um, out of six hundred and nine. Uh, next one, interesting. Uh, so Ruben Vinagre. You would think most people would say sell alone, but he actually won the vote with 50% saying keep, 30% saying sell, and 15% saying loan. Um, oh, I'll start with you. Um, obviously, a big investment. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was one that Verandas was like, well, insert a clause. Maybe didn't think we were getting to the round of 16, and then obviously it, it became automatic as we got there. Um, do you think he needs to? So I'll start off with first women personally. I think he should go on loan to get some of that confidence back. Uh, what do you think? You think you should keep him in the team or loan him out, or do you reckon maybe try and cut ties and see if George Mendes can, can get him somewhere else? Um, I think if you get 80% of what you paid for him, then you sell him, but I don't see that happening at all given the way he's played. So I think you have to keep him. Um, I think it's. I've, <laughs> I find it so weird, man, because, do you know, I listened back to, because me and Barney recently did a, like, end of season review show. So I listened back to last season's one, because I just wanted to get an idea of where we were at last season. And we were talking about Ruben Vinagre as one of the best players in Portugal. We were, like, arguing that he could be the left-back in the team in the season. So He was the obvious find it, in-league replacement at left-back. He know? was. It, it just ticked every box. He performed well in the league. He was proven at a smaller club. He was available. So it is a shame that it's not worked out. I just don't think I just don't think you can sell him unless you take a big loss because and, and I don't think you can afford to do that. So I think you have to keep him. Look, it's it's not over for Ruben Benegre. You know, um he's got he's working under a great young manager. He's still playing for a good team. He's got summer off. Mateus Reese transformed from one year to the next, and maybe the same thing could happen to him. I just think from a financial perspective, unless, like I said, unless you can get most of what you paid for him back, I just think it doesn't make any sense to sell him. And I, I don't know about loaning, maybe, but then what if you loan him and he doesn't do well and then he's even 
worth even less than what he what he is now. I think that's that's risky. So I personally and he's keep just him in just... the carousel of the Renans and the Elodis and exactly the, exactly. The I think you've got too many players like that. So yeah. get him back. Get get him in the office with Ruben at the beginning of preseason. Ruben just needs to say to him, "Look, you're my man for this season. I believe in you. We're going to do great things. Get him get him going and just really work with him and hope for the best." Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts? Um. Yeah, I think I think we got to keep him just because, just uh, unless unless you know our man George can hook us up with this uh, <laughs> uh, an Olympiacos coming in with you know eighty yeah. percent at least of the amount, then sure, go for it. But yeah, I don't even think he can swing that one quite yet. I mean, he needs to play like decent, you know, and then maybe he can flip him for January for that amount, you know. But we need we need something, brother. Yeah, uh, the thing was as well, he was quite good for us in like the first two or three games of the season. I remember people saying that yeah. he was obviously not as good as Nuno Mendes, but was was. It was our immediate good. red flag though that he always got subbed out in like the sixty-fifth minute. Yeah, exactly. But but, but yeah, <laughs> Danny, what are your what are your thoughts, man? I'm with you guys. We, we we don't have a choice. We have to keep him at this point. But um, my worry is if if it's the same. What are we looking at next season? Because then he, he even yeah. if we loan him out, it's it's that carousel that we were saying, right? So that's mm-hmm. it's gonna be tough. Um, but I mean, you know, it. I think I think Reis will be the center back. So you know, a back three of even if Inacio leaves, the back three of uh, Reis, Coach, and uh, Saint Just. Um, Vinag, you know, he, that's his spot to claim. You know, there's a debate going on in the chat between him and, and Nuno Sanz. I personally think Nuno Sanz should be better in that position. It depends on the game, of course, but mm. they're both, you know, the same sort of player where they're looking more so to attack. Um, It's just, it's tough. We have to keep him. We, we paid so much money for him. We have to keep him. We don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. I'm not going to disagree with you with you there. Um, next one, skip Pedro Porro, 97 cents at keep. Uh, I imagine the people click sell, either was a misclick, or maybe if it was to sell on for quite a lot of money, then yeah, might press sell, which is fair. Christian's been talking about him in the Real Madrid for like weeks now, months. Yeah, I mean, we'll I, I, I don't know what the rules are with transfer windows, like going from one club after you've just signed. I don't think I don't know how it works. I don't in the NBA, there like is like that like three months, I think it is. I don't yeah. like remember I always go back to uh, Demiral like yeah. that was an immediate flip I feel like you know I think Chiani as well when we signed him for like a day the French center back I'm not sure if you right. know oh, him, yeah, 2015 yeah. right 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 so, yeah, is his first transfer as well I think <laughs> yeah. I think the Poru the Poru signing would count for this window though for this uh Actually, maybe not, because I guess it'll only take effect afterwards never mind you're probably right I, th- I think it's okay because I think I remember was it Alvaro Morata, the striker. They Real Madrid did a similar thing where he like went on loan to Juventus, did well, went oh, back to Real Madrid. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Or they they had yeah. like a low buy clause. Point. Yeah. So I think it's possible. Yeah. True. Yeah. Uh, next one, um, controversial. We spoke about it uh, a little bit ago, but Ricardo is Gallo, forty-one percent keep, fifty-four percent said sell. Um, I mean, Danny, we we touched on it earlier, but. Do you reckon it's, it's we could cut ties with him, or do you reckon maybe just keep him around? Okay, we can we okay we can cut ties with him. Who's paying? What do we pay for him? Six point five. Yeah, five point five, like eighty percent of this pass or something. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think it's 5.5. Like, is anybody – are we going to recoup that? No. No. Keep him. He's good. He's good off the bench. The only thing is – so I think Poto will eventually leave. The only person that suffers here is uh, Gonzalo Stivs. I know we'll get to him. So, um, ah, fuck it. I'll I'll say the hot take already um, that Dave Pereira said to me, actually. So, shout out to Dave. Gonzalo Stivs needs to go to Gil Vicente next season. That would be I brilliant. Thought same, I thought the same thing earlier today. That's really weird, man. I was thinking that because <laughs> their 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 right back was on loan and he's gone now, and he was so important go. for them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So keep Ishgayu loan out Ishdivs. If we can get money for Ishgayu, if somebody can buy him for five point five, like uh, if if our boy like Christian, that's a Braga the sporting price, bro. That's not a normal if, price. If, <laughs> if, no, if maybe Olympiacos comes in, you know, our boy Georgie, you know, does a miracle, <laughs> maybe. But if not, and that won't happen, keep him. Just loan out his because he's the he's the only one that's going to suffer from this. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone's going to be in agreement. We keep his his guy. Is that, is that right? Yeah, I think yeah. we keep him. Cool. Yeah, a segue. Gonzalo Estevez is was the next one. Ninety uh, percent said keep, nine percent said loan, and I agree with Danny. Uh, I, I I think he's got to go on loan, and I think that is the rumor going around. But obviously, it just depends what team he goes to. I think it will be a team within the league. I don't think he, he can go abroad yet. I don't think he's ready. But like maybe Gilvercent is, is a good shout. Maybe one of the new promoted teams that, that, that might come up. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts? Keep, sell, loan? The rumor is that uh, he could be uh, almost certainly loan. But like we were just talking about, if on like – September 2nd or August 28th, they decide to sell Pedro Porro. They've already loaned their Stevs. Then we're caught with their pants down. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I need to, I need a guarantee that Poro's on the roster. Yeah. If there's no guarantee that Poro's on the roster, bro, I would literally rather start Estevs at that point than mm-hmm. Esgayu, you know? And Esgayu is the depth guy, bro. He can't be the regular starter on a team that's trying to seriously do anything. Oh, and then we'll just panic buy some other, like, shitty in-league right back on deadline day, you know, because the Portuguese League will extend, like, a week further. We can, we, like, there, there's better plans than that, you know? So, yeah. yeah. I just don't want that to happen. But I do think he should go on loan in the top flight, and that would be, like, I think he'll tear it up, to be honest. Yeah, agreed. Cool. Uh, are you with that one as well? A loan out for Estevez? Um Yeah, I think I think Chris makes a really great point about whatever you do, don't do it too soon. I think it would just be smart keep him at least keep him for preseason, keep until the end of the transfer window. I don't I don't think there's a big rush to get rid of him. I I, I do think I don't think it's impossible to make it work with three right backs. I know that sounds strange, but I think the number of competitions that you're playing the way that Ishgayo realistically is only going to be that kind of senior player rotation, obviously nowhere near as old as um, uh, guys, centre-back whose name I've just blanked out on, um, Neto. Uh, yeah, he's obviously nowhere near as old as that, but um, he could fill that role. There's a possibility that all three of them could make it work and they get enough minutes, but yeah, man, he would rip it up at zero percent. Someone like Passos de Freire, I think he would be excellent. Yeah. So, But there's no rush on him, I don't think. That's the, that's the thing. Keep him for preseason. They are both injury prone, Poru and Ishgayu, right? So yeah, not, that's that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, yeah, like you see how long, how much time Poru has spent out of out of the game injured. So what if you were going yeah. through the Champions League group stage and a domestic cup, and you only had one right back? That would be, yeah. So it's it's possible. Yeah, yeah. 
most definitely. Uh, next one, I'll skip over. Ugarte, I think we're all in the, the keep uh, category. But the next one actually did surprise me a bit. So 600 votes for 55% of people saying Agile Polina should be sold. 44% said keep. Uh, Danny, I'll go with this one to you first. Um, do you think it's time to to let Polina go to maybe... The, well, Wolves is the room. Apparently, they've inquired, but obviously Spurs mm. have apparently been interested. Man United, Bayern Leverkusen, Atletico Madrid, the list goes on. So, so what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I would love to keep him because I do love Polina. I think it's, um, but I think we've learned a lesson from keeping, like, for example, William for too long, um, where then his value, I mean, William is a different case because he rescinded, but where his value then, like, kind of decreases. <laughs> um, you know, we can even argue that his, the best time to sell Polina was last summer, not this summer. Um, but I think I think we're we're good because Ugarte showed his worth. Now, where we sell him to and how much it's for, that's the big thing with Palinga. And the rumors with Bayer Leverkusen and us getting that Paulinho winger back, not back, that the Paulinho winger, that would be that would be a good move. And for both parties, because I think he would flourish in the Bundesliga. Straight I don't know where Leverkusen up. finished. Not, maybe not. A, I think we would get money for him because I don't think Paulinho is all that. Um, I, I don't know. I don't watch. Yeah, I, maybe. Maybe I feel like they, we probably value playing at like twenty to twenty-five, and they probably value him at like fifteen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I, I'm. I don't know where Leverkusen finished, but I feel like they finished in the top four. Um, but even not, they're they're still a good, formidable uh, team in in the Bundesliga. So it wouldn't be bad. There's Portuguese people there now. So yeah, they finished you know, third, Champions League. Third. There you go. So Champions League for well. them. So, so the price tag's just gone up if they're in the Champions League. Facts. <laughs> facts. 25. So it's 30. 25 yeah. plus all league. I think that's fair. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, oh, what are your thoughts? Do you reckon sell sell now while he's still what value or maybe keep for another season? What are your thoughts? No, I think you've got to sell while people are hot. Um, I would sell him now. I think, but then again, it's all about the price tag. And I feel like. You know, we joke about getting 25 million plus Polina from Bayer Leverkusen, but I think you should be aiming high in terms of the price tag for Joao Palina. I think he plays in a position where you don't get good players coming around very often. And I think if Premier League clubs are interested, I think you should make that your priority. If you're getting 30 million euros plus for Joao Palina to a Premier League club, I don't think that's impossible. I think Wolves would possibly pay that, maybe like 28 or something. But if you're getting that kind of price tag now for Palina, especially because you've got Ugarte coming through. Uh, I agree with Danny. I, I'm quite comfortable with him taking that spot. That seems like quite a logical step. That's a lot of money that you can reinvest into the squad. And I think there are other positions that you need to strengthen other than central midfield. So, yeah, if you can get a good fee for him, which I'm optimistic you can, then I would definitely take it this summer. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Chris, are you in the, the same boat? Yeah. I think it's to maximize the market. We know we have a capable backup, obviously. You know. Yeah, I, I think Danny hit the nail on the head there where it was just like the Williams situation. I know obviously he rescinded, but I know we rejected offers for like 40 million, 35 million from like Arsenal and yeah. from other teams. Yeah. And then obviously it ended up right left in the arse. Obviously that situation, knock on wood, will never happen again. What happened with William? But could, you never know what happens in football. He could tear his ACL. He could... He could get injured for a season, might have to retire. Like anything can happen in football. So I think probably sell now. What while while we I can still get feel like Williams' value still had peaked, even like yeah at that point. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah. Even if the, the only thing, sorry, 
The only the only thing with Pajinga is I don't know if I'm not all that convinced, and maybe we'll get into transfers coming in. I'm not all that convinced from Morita. Not yet, at least. Maybe he's not a Pajinga replacement like for like, but but um that's the only thing I'm worried about. But hopefully yeah. I'm wrong. Hopefully he's at age. That's that's fair enough. Uh next two are gonna skip over Bataglia, 93% said sell. Eduardo Enrique, the same. Uh, got one reply for Rodrigo Bataglia saying that apparently he might be a good squad member, but I very much disagree. No, well, I say no disrespect, but for Bataglia, I do no disrespect <laughs> for, for that one. But like, I mean, he was good before the injury and then before Arcochet and everything, but like, I think it's just time. He's got a, a large contract. I think he's still at what? Two more years he, he's escaped. He's escaped relegation with Mallorca at, on the final day, and and Maxi's gone down in the end. But uh, he contributed very little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, both of them can go in, in my book as well, and I think everyone's going to be in agreement for that one as well. Um, I'm going to skip over the next one, which might be controversial. But Matthias Nunes, are we all in the keep camp, or do some of us think we should sell now? I would just Again, say I could possibly see him. Priced. Yeah, depends on the. I think if we get offers of 30, 35, then we have to sell him again. You have to be honest. I would I would slightly up that to like forty, but I think I can. He's the sort of player I can see going in January because he he's another player who's kind of this is his first full season, so I don't think it's quite enough to be highly rated. But if if he kind of even kicks on next year and the first few months of next year, maybe keep him for like the Champions League group stage. If he's like done really well on that stage and, and he's hot, then I can see him going in January. But yeah, keeping this summer, I think, is especially if you do sell Joel Palinho, I think yeah. you know, you you've got to keep one of them. I think selling both would be too much of an overhaul. They basically. had they had um they had eighteen plus two in their hands this January. Any stage. Okay. Yeah, that was from Everton, right? Yeah. That's too low, yeah. I think it was a good I think you can get much more from Yeah. Especially is so if he goes to the World Cup, especially. Goes yeah. to the World Cup, yeah. balls out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah most definitely. Uh, the next one is is surprising to me, at least. Uh, this is Daniel Braganza. Um, 84% said keep and 97 said loan. Personally, I'm in the loan camp at the moment. He's just too good to be where he is at the moment, I think. Is yeah. the loan going to do anything for him at this point, though? Might as well sell him. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, I I get your point, but I think like because if he gets loaned out and balls out somewhere, obviously value increases. But like, mm-hmm. let's say we sell plenty this year, I hundred percent Matthias Nunes goes the next year, and then that opens up if it's Ugarte, Morito, Ugarte, and Braganza. I think Nourim does like Braganza. I think it was just a selection headache to play him over Polina, then Ugarte, then Matthias Nunes. And even Potter's an eight as well. Like it's it's very difficult. But um, uh, Albert, what do you think? Keep sell loan. I think I'm leaning towards loan. I mean, I would send him back to somewhere like Estoril, where he was before. I think it's not too far from Lisbon. I think they're a good club, good manager, good young players. Somewhere like that would work. I, I don't I don't want to sell him yet. I, I I like him. I think I still kind of have this hope that he will be a great player, and I don't think he's had the opportunities yet for people to write him off. I don't think he's had enough missed opportunities. I don't think he's really had any opportunities um, like on a consistent basis. So I would loan him definitely. And a, a, a good Premier League club as well, I think would be, uh, yeah, would be good for him. Yeah, 
Danny, what are your thoughts? Keep Salah alone. I want to keep him because uh, same thing as Albert said with uh, with Matuj Nunes, it'd be too much of an overhaul with our midfield. Mm. Does he deserve more minutes? A hundred percent. But um, I, side note, I seen this funny. It's for sure a rumor. It has to be a rumor, like a fake thing that we're swapping. Barcelona want us to swap him for Trincao. Yeah, I think that. But yeah. I think we should keep him. Good squad depth. Good yeah, I'm looking at his transfer year, but... market profile right now, and I'm seeing something that I had never noticed before, or I never knew. I don't know if you boys know. I, th- I think I know what you're going to say. But yeah, you know who his on. agent is? I do, yeah. Do I never know? knew he was a just a few boy. Oh, wow, okay. So we can get a 15 for him, or 10 plus 5, or whatever, you know, the George mm-hmm. Men special, if we want. But... So that's in play. He's 23. Or he's, again, happy birthday, bro. He turns 23 in two days. Um, wow. <laughs> so he's about to be 23. I, I feel like there's no more loans in the cards here. He's got a contract with Sporting until 2025. He's either on the team as a depth, uh, depth option or George is flipping him. I feel like those are the only two options. Yeah, he recently renewed as well, I'm pretty sure, at the start of this season. Mm-hmm. He renewed his contract. Yeah, I, I agree with, with Albert Lodi Mal. Maybe to like a, a foreign team as well. I know there was like talks, yeah. like I don't know where the source came from for, for Ajax, and I think that might be a good move, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. But maybe, like I said, with like um, players before, like Koresman, like Italy, Spain. I think the Spanish League would be perfect league for, for Braganza to, to show his quality in. But, I you think know, even Italy, that, Italy yeah. would be perfect for him. Slower game, more technical. A loan yeah. to Italy, I think, would benefit us, benefit Sporting more in the long run. But um, I, I still want to keep them. But yeah, that that's fair enough. Um, so next one, I'm going to skip over Nuno Santos. Ninety three percent to keep anyway. But um, next one, Jovan Cabral. So interesting case because his contract expires next year. Uh, was on loan to Lazio, even though Mauricio Saris said he had no idea who he was. Played, I think, three <laughs> games. Uh, scored one period. on the final game of the season. Yeah. So, Chris, I know we've had our had our talks about Jovan. Uh, keep. Uh, I'll get rid of uh, the, the sell option because I guess he's actually no. Keep sell or loan. Bear in mind the contract comes to an end, uh, and you can also have the option to renew it as well if you wanted. Is he? He has one more season. Yeah, he's he's out of contract at the end of next season. I think he can be sold for five million, and I think we should probably just do that. Yeah. Yeah, Danny, agree. Yeah, I didn't even think maybe even more than five, but yeah, maybe his contract situation might screw us over. But yeah, we should we we should sell him. Yeah, Albert, what do you think? I, I would snap your hand off five five mil for Javan. I'm surprised the the figures are that high. Yeah, I, I would I would I would sell now what you can. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think you guys are pushing there at five million because considering yeah. the season he had, like he barely started for sport. He went to Lazio, barely played any Unf- games. Like, yeah, unfortunately, I can see him. Go on, I was going to say, imagine like getting to the club and the manager just being like, who are you? Like, are you sure you work here? Like, I mean, yeah. definitely a knock to the confidence, I think. I just think with one, one year left on his deal and the last two seasons he's had, I don't think you're going to get Transfer market value is at seven. Uh, yeah. Maybe I don't with, know. If, I don't like... know if Premier League clubs are still interested. West Ham, Brighton. I don't. I don't think they're. Got it. I don't know. I think we could maybe trick like a Fulham 
get into it, maybe. Maybe like the championship. Championship. Middlesbrough like, against Middlesbrough, yeah. Five mil. David Pereira constantly talks about um, a swap for uh, Jovan for David uh, Carmo. That's fine. Wow. I'm here for that. Oh, there's David Pereira in the chat anyways, as I speak of him. He'll play for me 32 years. He might play for me 30 <laughs> next year, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can see it. Uh, yeah. Next next one, Oscar Pova, Camacho, Sell, obviously. Uh, Pedro Gonzalez, Keep, that's fine. Marcus Edwards, skip over, Keep. Interesting one. Bruno Tabata, m- most recent link to Saudi Arabia. Uh, Chris, I'll start off with you. You called him the Swiss Army Knife. Keep, Sell, or Loan, Bruno Tabata. I think that I think that we should keep him, and I, I think he wants to stay. Also, he keeps getting linked to the exit. The Saudis keep trying to hand him bags of cash, and he's like, "I don't want it right now." So I think that he should stay, and I, I think if he was going to be sold, it would have happened by now. Yeah, fair enough. Albert, what are your thoughts? Um, <laughs> I'm a little bit cynical. I feel like he picked up his form at the end of the year, almost in my opinion, for the opposite reason, I feel like, because he was putting himself in the shop window. But I actually think he impressed me. And, you know, for the first time in, like, the last month of the season, he, he started to impress me and he looked really good. Was it the 41 game uh, where he played as a nine, bro? He was great. Yeah. Yeah, man, I was and I was genuinely surprised. I don't, I don't know where that came from. So I'm a little bit confused on him, I think. I do think you're actually quite light on wingers as well. That's the thing. So, you know, I reckon... You could keep him, and if you'd asked me that two months ago, I would have said just sell him or loan him or, or whatever. But I think there's a genuine argument that you keep him. Yeah, it's fair enough, Danny. What are your thoughts? He he suffers from the same thing Braganza suffers because I think he deserves more minutes. I think he's he shows that that he's a good enough player to play um, at a regular basis. He's just you know unlucky. Sarabia is a baller. You know maybe. You know, Amurin didn't have the courage to maybe drop bot as much as he should have this season. Um, we should keep him. I don't know how this process is with him pushing the the uh, Porto admin, if he is going to get suspended for two years or not. So maybe it's just, let's save ourselves the headache and sell him. And then once we sell him, he gets suspended from Porto. You never know when the random suspension is going to drop. You never know. Exactly. It could be in a year from now when he's like an automatic starter. Um, the romantic in me thinks, you know, he's, he's Sporting's number seven. There's a big profile player out there that loves wearing the number seven. Maybe she we should just get rid of him anyways. And then, you know, but, uh, I, I, I should keep him. I keep him. He comes. You no, know, no way. He's, he's getting the Cavani treatment, bro. It doesn't matter how many, <laughs> it doesn't matter when I've moved in here. Get, give me my number. <laughs> Like interesting question from from David Pereira. Do you guys know what percentage of the pass we have on uh, Bruno Tabata? Is it? I think That's it was seventy. Like 10%. Wasn't it? That was at the start. Uh, I think we play for ten. I think it's yeah, near it's like seventy 60. now. I think it's sixty. 60. Okay. Yeah, it, it's it's gone up. It started as ten. We owned as little as ten percent of his pass. Wow. It was a good but I think it's up to I think it's up to sixty to eighty now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. For me, so we personally, had 10 and then we bought 50, so I think it's 60. That sounds right to me. Yeah. For me personally, my, like the guy's not getting any younger. He's not getting that much playing time. I think he's probably going to get exactly the same playing time as this year. I mean, if we get 5 million for him, 6 million for him from Saudi, he's probably going to get like a, a pay increase as well. 
I think just let him go, to be honest. I don't like I think he's a good player, don't get me wrong, but like I don't think he's ever gonna become a starter for us, to be honest. And like obviously I don't see it either. Yeah, backup players are good to have, but obviously they get to a point where they're not gonna want to be a backup player. Was he 25, 26? Like, I mean, he's mm-hmm. pretty much in the prime of his career. And like you said, what team wouldn't want a versatile player like him to play on the wing, to play in the middle, to play up top? I mean, for, for me, I think for the good of his career as well, he should probably be anting for, for a sell or maybe even like a loan just to put him in that shop window if he gets loaned out somewhere, like a loan with an option or obligation to buy maybe. But yeah, I, I think we, we should probably look to see if we can get some, maybe six, seven million for him. And I'd say... Yeah, take it even even five really. I'd say yeah, fair enough. Take it, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll say sell for that one. Um, next one currently on loan, uh, Gonzalo Plata. Uh, bought him, I think, twenty nineteen. It's one of the most uh, high rate prospects in the world. Had a good, I think it was under eighteen World Cup or under nineteen World Cup. Uh, one of the top scorers in the competition. Uh, Danny, start Had an with offer you. from Barcelona, Joe Sporting. Yeah, exactly. What a legend. Uh, but Danny, keep learn sell. Gonzalo Plata. Um, Valladolid is not taking his option to buy, right? That's Unless the they get promoted, then they'll think about it. They have, and they have a game left or two games left? And one they point have a game left. They're two points behind the promotion automatically. So they'll be in the playoff regardless. But if Almedia or I forget who else, it's Almedia or someone else chokes in the last game and they win they can pass mm. but it'll take it'll take more than just them but they'll be yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. be the top seed in the playoffs then otherwise right um nah uh the thing is Amurin's already mentioned that like it was tough for him to get through to a guy like Plata right so yeah. I don't see it happening just in general. he only had 50% also if it's his pass too yeah, yeah. I think another loan will do him well and then will probably help us either get a good sell in or not. The thing is, he had a DUI, which probably like hurt him a bit in terms of like price point because now they're looking at him like a bad boy, you know? Um, but hey, who knows, man? Benzema's thriving right now and he was like the black sheep of uh, world football a few years ago. So. Dude, so was Tarat, bro. Tarat was a party boy. Now he's like, true. Yeah. True. Tarat used to be yeah, loan crazy. him. <laughs> Sorry, go, go, go. Nah, I was just saying idiotic shit. <laughs> the stories from Tarat's time at QPR are just ridiculous. They rival the Balotelli stories, some of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris, keep learning to sell Platter. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, it's. I think he has enough contract. I'd probably have him for another two more years at least. Um, if Valladolid doesn't bite on the 10% for 50, then try it again. See if we could get someone to bite. Because I don't think there's a place in the team for him, to be honest. And yeah. kind of like Eduardo Kudajma, he just doesn't seem like an MWE player, like no matter what happens, really. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, are you in this, the same boat? Yeah, I've not really seen enough of him to really have a strong opinion. I'm, I would just be wary of, you know, you're having this conversation now about all these players who are on long-term contracts who are not really playing. In general, I'm, I'm. This is probably, you know, it's probably why I'm not working in football, but I'm kind of slightly more cutthroat. I just kind of feel like if it's not working out, just let everybody move on and shake hands and, and move on. Yeah, but yeah, I haven't really seen enough of him to be honest. 
Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, I think he's going to get lined out next season to Vittoria because they have some weird agreement yeah, that was never, <laughs> never formally like given a reason, but like yeah. even given a reason, like we don't know what's going on. So I reckon he's definitely going there. He actually has only he's only at Sporting till twenty twenty three, so yeah. we kind of got to get a buyer because I don't think we're going to re-sign him to be honest. True. Yeah, or he's got to okay. pop off on the first team, which seems unlikely. <laughs> He's still young is a good thing. Someone's definitely going to yeah. take a, a gamble. He's played on him so even. well for Ecuador, though. That's the crazy part. Like, he balls for Ecuador. They finished third in, in World Cup qualifying. Like, he was a ma- massive part of that. I remember that picture of him uh, not making James Rodriguez went all over Twitter, especially sporting fans, like, taking his up for fans. Like, I mean, that was a good time. And I think he's a good player, but maybe just not in, in our league or our team. Yeah. Like Danny said, DUI probably isn't going to help help his his, uh, his case as well. But uh, I'm going to skip over the next few. If any of you have different opinions, feel free to interject. Uh, Luis Felipe and Andrew Sparrow both sell. Islam Slimani as well, uh, both sell. Uh, let me just open the thread a bit more. Uh, Paulinho, I mean, I think we're all going to say keep here, but it was 61% 38, keep to sell. Does anyone want to sell Paulinho? Bear in mind that I don't think the value can be. What recouped. was the percentage? Sixty-one uh, percent said keep, thirty-eight percent oh, okay. said sell. I thought you meant the other way around. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Cool. Uh, Pedro Mendes sell. Um, Pedro Marx sell. Um, Thiago Tomas uh, was keep, but I think he's going to go to Stuttgart anyway for another season, so we'll skip over that one too. Uh, and then I, there were some that I remembered. Idrissa Dumbia, sell, obviously. Uh, Renan, sell, even though I think maybe he was unfairly treated a bit. Like, I mean, he was a hero in two competitions for us. Like, I'm not saying this is like a massive send-off, but like, just a tweet saying like, thank you for, for all you do. Because I know they, they've not done that for, for many people in the past that have left. Um, but last but not least, someone who I remembered at the last second, uh, Dario Sugo, and I'll start off with you, Danny. Keep sell loan. Um, honestly, at this point, loan him because it does seem like Morita is bang on, but it's also a decent option to have in case we really do have like injury struggles, then we'll still at least have like that fifth that can still play U23s or the B team, whatever. Um, so it may be beneficial just for us to keep them. Um, personally, I want to keep him. I think this could be a good year for him where I think he's 18 now or 19. He's, he's showed that he's good enough like with his few cameos last season he's done well for 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 the juniors and stuff so um personally i would like to keep him for his progression i think it's best for him to um loan him for us to see but um but yeah it's it's you know i i why keep why not keep him have him play in the youth system and then that's our like our, our emergency backup should, you know, two people go down. Cause we're not all that, you know, we only have four, around like four rotated players in midfield at all time. Right. So, yeah. Uh, oh, what are you thought? What are your thoughts? Keep sell alone. I agree with Danny there. Yeah. I would, I would, I don't, at such a young age, I don't think there's a real rush to get him out on loan to a men's team right now. So, I, I mean, stick around with a B team. I think that, that would suit him. And I think this time next year is the season when we should be having that conversation about does he need integrated to the first team or going out on loan to a smaller club. But yeah, I think for now, keep him in and around Ruben Amarim so he can learn the system. Keep him around the B team. That'll be perfect. Yeah, fair enough. Finally, Chris, keep himself alone. 
Um, dude, I'm just blanking. Who are we talking about again? <laughs> Dario Sugo. Oh, Dario Sugo. That's right. I, I literally have my thought formed. It depends on who else leaves in the midfield because if we lose Pelinga and Nunes, then I think he kind of needs to stay for numbers. Um, but if Amorim fights and keeps both of them, as like the news has been reported recently, um, I, I, I don't know then. Then I think that maybe a loan might be worth it if that he's not going to get burned, um, especially if we buy Murita too. Then it's like all of a sudden, the midfield's kind of crowded. So um, I think a loan makes sense then. Um, but he's a guy that I, I honestly do not think would get as much burn in the first division as someone like Estevs, who's like, you know, on a similar age group level for him. So second division or, or, you know, he, he just stays in the, in the form of some plays with the B team and plays youth league, et cetera. Um, but I, first division loan, now I'm thinking about it. I don't think it's worth it for him to be honest, but a second division loan, maybe. Yeah. That's fair enough. Uh, I did forget one, Danny, I'll leave it to you. Uh, Felipe Chavi, keep loan. So, dude, he got Renew- no burn at the worst team in the second division. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Renew his contract for another ten years. <laughs> loaning my boy out. Academica just done? got relegated. We need him in the third division. Is his contract done? This year. Or is it no? I think it's, season it's coming up one more, one more season. Oh, so he's back. One last on ride. One last Was he now ride. 27, <laughs> is he? Or is or am I guessing? He's 28. He's 29. 28. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. old. Okay, yeah. Sell. Yeah. So, I'm, well, I'm surprised they haven't terminated his contract. Like, they've done it with Sterling. Yeah, what do you mean players. sell? Who's buying him, bro? Played yeah. 90% yeah. of minutes for Academica last season. <laughs> Man. Oh, poor kid. He's, he's, he's one of those players on Football Manager where you're giving him away for free and the team that picks him up still wants you to contribute to his wages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is the thing true. is, it's like, bro, his wages can't be that. His wages got to be like 300K more, do you think? Bro, for a, for a third division team, that's a lot. I know. So Sporting's definitely K- still been paying him this entire time. 300K euros is like almost a million Canadian, bro. Holy shit. <laughs> Cool. So that's it for the squad lists. Uh, we'll move on to transfer ins and outs now. Firstly, uh, hashtag Slimani watch. Make sure you hashtag it whenever we speak about Slimani. <laughs> definitely has the coldest drip in the league, I think. Uh, I mean, definitely. Slimani drip watch needs to continue. 100%. Yeah. But I Especially think as he seeks employment. That <laughs> might be coming to an end soon, though. The rumor is George Jesus and Fenerbahce are looking into to signing him. Obviously, George Jesus is going to be the new manager of Fenerbahce and obviously worked with him before. Rumours that he wanted him at Bebefica a few years ago as well. So, uh, Danny, man, Slimani to, to Fenerbahce with JJ. What are your thoughts? He played there before, right? Yeah, yeah. tanked. He was at Fener for a bit, right? Yeah, he was not um, very good. Yeah, he might as well, man. It, by the way, is JJ official at Fener? No. Not yet, no. But it's it's one of them where it's like it's not been announced, but apparently it's as good as but that. It's been announced. Yeah, okay, got it. How much are they gonna pay him? I mean, you say yeah. I remember like those leaked calls. It's like he doesn't take offers for under ten mil. It's like, are they gonna pay him that much? <laughs> like, <laughs> side note: I see JJ doing something stupid at an Istanbul derby. 
Oh yeah, most definitely. I see him. Oh man, Peter Pereira got was taunting the fans, and then they all rushed the the the, the field, and he had to like sprint to the tunnel. Has George yeah. Jesus ever managed in Turkey before? Because I feel like he's one of the most like Turkish league managers there is who's never managed in Turkey. He's just yeah, got like Turkey Super League written all over. No, yeah, he's he only does. Portugal and then Saudi for a year yeah. and then back to yeah. Benfica, I think. Mm. Oh, no, he went to Brazil, obviously, for Flamengo. Yeah. yeah. The, one of the coaches of the year when he was there. Um, so uh, we'll move on to the next one. Uh, we spoke about Andrea Paolo renewing, like, with no disrespect to him. No one really cares. So we'll move <laughs> on, I suppose. Um, let me go to the next one, which is uh, Francisco Trincao, um, f- uh, formerly of Wolves now, currently of Barcelona, is linked, and apparently Amarim desperately wants him, sort of number one priority for Amarim. Uh, Albert, I'll start with you. Uh, what are your thoughts? Do you see it happening, and do you think it will be a, a great move for club and player? Um, on paper, it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, the history with the manager, Trincao obviously played the best football of his career in Portugal. So I think it makes a lot of sense from that perspective. Um, I think you need a winger as well. Honestly, on paper, like I said, on paper, it ticks a lot of boxes. My only question mark would be, are you getting the same Trincao that Barcelona paid all that money for? Because he's not exactly had the best couple of seasons of his career. But I think if you can get it like on a loan, a loan deal that works for you guys financially, then I don't, I think it's worth, and it's not even that, I'm not even going to say the risk. I think it's worth, you know, taking a chance because if it goes right, I think it could go very right and it could be a very exciting deal. Um, so, yeah, I'm positive about it. I like I like the idea of it, definitely. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on the, the Trincal move? Um, I honestly think it'd be good. Um, I think it'd be a good, a good loan to bring in. Um, we've just... We've just had a great lone winger. Um, see if we get a hit on two in a row. Um, yeah, I think it's going to depend on Barcelona's summer business, whether they can stick him into other deals, etc. Um, so I feel like we're kind of their fallback plan for him. But I would take him. He had an up and down season up this season, but I, I would I think he can definitely still perform in the Portuguese league. Yeah, Danny, what are your thoughts? Yeah, he played his best in there, Moringa Braga. I don't see why he mm. can't now after the maturity of, you know, playing. He's like in his spells at Barca, he didn't do that bad. He was playing on a very bad. No, Barca I remember he used game. to sub in and they were like pretty high on him. Exactly. I'm shocked that they like loaned them out. I mean, okay, the, the Wolves experience didn't go as well as, you know, maybe a lot of us thought it would, um, but it's still a good experience to have. And I mean, you know, if we look, even look within our team, like Potts didn't have the best experience at Wolves, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. But he's young. He's young. I think he's there's a player there. So, and again, the comfort level of working with Amuring, um, apparently, from what I've heard a few years ago, Trincao is a Spartanista, so playing for his boyhood club could bring the good, could bring the bad, could bring a lot of pressure too. Um, but um, especially if we can get some sort of like a loan with an option to buy. You know, I'm looking at the Vinagre deal would probably be perfect for a Trincaung. Um, we we should snatch it. But I'm with you, Chris. I think that they're probably using that card for something else. 
But I mean, realistically, who who can Barca really swap Trincao for that they would be interested in? You know, they're probably getting rid of Traore. They're probably getting rid of Obama Yang. Um, Umtiti, you know, Umtiti's probably gone. <laughs> Who's in the midfield? That's that's the the De Jongs are both gone. Um, yeah. You know, there's gonna be a there's gonna be a massive turnover at Barcelona this year. So um, I don't see why we don't get Trincao. I don't see why they don't why they keep Trincao unless they are. You know, especially seeing that they loaned them to Wolves and it didn't work out. They have to, they have to. And I think Sporting or Benfica, if we're talking in, like in the Barcelona aspect of it, Sporting or Benfica would be perfect because there's two clubs that can, that'll go probably be in Champions League, both of them. You know, one of them still has to qualify, but, um, you know, I don't see why they don't. Um, I mean, hopefully they don't, right? Am I, am I right, boys? But, uh, <laughs> you no, know, we need I, coefficient I, points, bro. I don't give a fuck. Fuck coefficient. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, but seriously, Trincao. I mean, to a Portuguese league team would be it's 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 the best move for his career. It's the smartest move in a Barcelona aspect. Um, so I don't see where else he would go aside from from either of us two. My only worry is Benfica can probably pay more for him. That's that's my little only worry. But he's probably more familiar with with Amorim and stuff like that too. So that'll probably push us to getting him. But we'll see. I think it'd yeah. be great. Apparently, Benfica in for um, a guy called Enzo Fernandez from Argentina, who I believe is a winger. And also, mm. David Neres, formerly of Shakhtar, mm-hmm. as well, was a, was a rumor. Mm. So they might not be in for, for Trincao anymore. Yeah. It might be yeah. a, a, a small screen to sort of maybe put Sporting off. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, I'm going to read through some news that we've had before, um, just um, loose end, just catching everyone up. Um, shout out Yannick Balassi, it was his birthday uh, yesterday. And he responded to us on Twitter. What a man. Come on the podcast, bro. Stop airing my DMs. Come on, man. We got to clip this up to be like, okay, ready? One, two, three. Happy birthday, Bolasi, sporting legend. Um, We'd love to have you on the pod. Facts. And we'll cut it off there. So, (laughs) (laughs) lovely. Uh, so next one, uh, Renan uh, finally might be leaving Sporting. Got a new uh, agent, which is Deco. Also represents Rafinha. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, strong possibility of returning to Brazil. Um, Coates has been working overtime in Alcachete, trying to fix his knee problems. Apparently, has quite bad knee tendonitis. I believe in his uh, right knee. So, um, so he'll be be looking to to rehab that. Uh, next one, which we'll talk about now, is uh, uh, Marita. Mario Silva uh, is the coach. Santa Clara said, "Yep, yeah, he's gone. Like he, he's done." Um, so, one of the longest transfer sagas I can remember, and we usually have a lot of them for spoiling. Been like two months, and we finally got him. Uh, Albert, what are your thoughts on, on Marita? Do you think he's going to come in and make an instant impact, or, or what are your thoughts? If you'd asked me this question this time last year, I would have been so excited. I would have said this is like the perfect move. He's a, a great player. He hasn't quite had the same season, which is a bit of a question mark. But then I think he's been a bit unsettled because basically I think he wanted to leave last summer and it never happened. Um, I think he also wanted to leave at the end of this year. Like he kind of knew the sporting rumours and and I think he was unhappy there. So that's where the only question mark for me comes up. As a player, I think it's a great move. I think like he's a top player. He's a top player in this league. He could be a, a brilliant player for sporting. He's got a good age profile, relatively unknown player, I think. It's it, it's perfect, but yeah, these last kind of this season has added a couple of question marks, maybe about his attitude. Because if he's acting that way at Santa Clara, could he act the same way at Sporting? Who knows? I think for the money that's involved, because what we're we talking around five million euros yeah. or even less, yeah. like I would, I would, 
Yeah, yeah, I would take it because I think it's a low enough fee that the risk isn't super high. I think he's proved that he has the ability to go so much higher than be a five million euro player. I mean, you could buy him for five million and sell him for easily four times that in a season or two seasons. So, yeah, I would. There's, it's not as perfect as maybe as maybe it was twelve months ago, but I would still take the chance given the kind of money that's been mentioned. Definitely. Yeah, that's fair enough. The only thing that worries me about this is, uh, like, I. I I wouldn't say I like Santa Clara, but I tolerate them as a team. At the moment, they seem to be going through <laughs> quite a, a bad stage. You know, different, uh, different sad. And Mario Silva yeah. was getting fired. Now he got contract extension. Yeah. So I don't know if he knows a lot about the squad. Like if he knows Marita's going. Uh, the rumor was that they're trying to hold up to get more money and sporting on like their their sort of last patience bit, where they, if if they're going to hold it up again, they're just going to go for someone else. So yeah. if it's not, I think if it's not announced in a week's time, then maybe we'll go for someone else. Uh, but Chris and Danny, do you have any other thoughts on Marita, the player in general? No, not really. I, I, I'm, I'm all for having him. Um, um, I'm just convinced right now he'll be the fourth option. You know, we have the new, if we keep Nunes, of course, Nunes Ugart, and then Braganza, and then it'll be Morita. But we'll see. We'll see. I've been wrong before. I Hopefully he's, he, he proves me wrong with Reish. But, uh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, next bit of news is that Rafael Liao will have to pay up to 19 million euros for sporting. You know, finally gets to an end. Numerous appeals, numerous delays, but we finally got our amount. Rafael Liao is probably going to be in debt for years. And you years signed to come. a new contract, too. Yeah. Did you see the Real Madrid rumor, boys? <laughs> yeah. Give him like the Mbappe sign on fee, and we're set. Yeah, exactly. Take it all away. God damn. Uh, but yeah, that's that's one that's finally come to an end. Uh, speaking of going to an end, um, Ruben Amorim was linked to PSG for about a day and a half, and then quickly, like said, it's not going to happen. Uh, it looked like he was going to definitely be um, sort of a concrete proposal because I believe it's his brother-in-law works uh, or used to work for PSG, so he's got their connections there. George Mendes-esque connections, even he, he actively say. works there. <laughs> Yeah, and, and he was the one pushing for it, but apparently they're going to try and get the likes of Zidane and Conte in their, their top two. But I guess, you know, I think it's one to keep an eye on, definitely, because if they don't get any of those two, I think Conte is more likely to say it's Spurs. Uh, yeah. Zidane. What's the buyout? 30 million? Do you think there's a chance that PSG would just pay Sporting 30 million? 100%. Because yeah. if they do, honestly, bro, we got to do it. Send him. I don't, I don't think so, just because I'm not sure that their new sporting director, Kylian Mbappe, is quite aware of, uh, <laughs> quite aware of the work. Yeah, but, uh... true. <laughs> I mean, he's got the yeah. new Mendes guarantee there. Like, you can just say, That's you know true. what, he, he's good. That is I true. guess Danilo to an extent as well. You know, never know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so but apparently Ruben Emery is going nowhere, but definitely one to, to keep an eye on. Apparently, he's going to stay... This is what record reporting stay for at least one more season. So maybe we have one more year of Amarim, which is going to be yeah. sad to see him go. But, you know, on to bigger and better things for him, I suppose. Uh, next bit of news is, uh, spoke about it earlier, uh, Maximiano was relegated. Sporting have 10% of any future sale. Recently been linked to Napoli, Barcelona and Celta Vigo. Um, just trying to think. Bruno Paz as well. Uh, finally sort of ends his, his employment with Sporting. It was looking... an era. Yeah, like I mean, he had a really bad injury. It was supposed to be sort of what Polino was to us now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but unfortunately, you know, for him, I mean, good for him, still goes to a team that wears green and white. I believe they finished third in the Turkish division this year or fourth. Yeah, they'll be in I the mean, Europa League group. Yeah, so a good move for him. Definitely not a step down by any means. But, I mean, sad to see him go, but I think he's definitely, like, I think he's a good player and I think he's one that is going to be, I'm not saying like a top like Premier League player, but I can definitely see him turning into like a good holding midfielder, one that like goes goes to a, a bigger club than he, he's already at. So, I mean, good luck to him. Um, I'm just looking at uh, some other news. Uh, Sarabia was called up to the Spanish squad. Pedro Parra wasn't, uh, which is good for us because we're playing Spain in the Nations League. So, no Porro injury, luck- luckily. Um, Azbaijag, friend of the show, someone who came on the podcast with me and Chris. Uh, his team, Maribor, won the league. So, congratulations to him. Um, so, yeah, shout out Azbaijag. Um, and I'm I'm pretty sure that's pretty much it. The rest of them are things we spoke about before. Paulinho rumours, um, Amorim rumours. One more thing I will add. Uh, record reporting on the 23rd of May. The Sporting do want to sign a striker in the window. However, it's going to be a loan or a free transfer. Um, obviously, like Navarro has been linked and some other strikers been linked, but it has to be a free transfer. Is there anyone that, that you guys have in mind that you think should should bring in? Scored a banger over the weekend in Turkey. A legend Balotelli. in many people's eyes. Mar- bring 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 Mario to Portugal. Is that he is a free agent? That's <laughs> waiting to happen, but bring Mario to Portugal. Did he score five goals? Oh in man, like, yeah. Division of Turkey, yeah. But were they were two of them bangers? He's in the first, this. isn't he? I thought. I don't think he is. Let me double check. He's in because uh, like, it's gonna sound stupid, but he's on FIFA, and I I, I get oh, the card all the time. Pretty sure. First, I, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, I what might team be is he on? Adani Demirspor plays for oh. the Super League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good shot by DP Comps, but I tell you, Amarim, the man could barely handle Slimani. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what's gonna happen there. Yeah, that's but, a good um, shout from David Oscar Estupinen from uh, Gimera Age. I think his contract is up, right? Yeah, he's a free agent. Yeah, it's a good shout. If you want uh, someone you can score headers, he's your man. Yeah, he's, which uh, is uh, what Danny we brought the money for, really. So yeah, yeah. Is Danny Motter a free agent this year, or is Might it be next as well, year? Yeah, uh, I'm Danny not gonna Motter lie. Too. He played left wing a lot though at Monza. I. I don't really see the hype with him, to be honest. Like, I mean, like, no disrespect, but he he, he was at Monza. Like, if he was good enough yeah. at that level, you think he might have been somewhere else. I know he, he was good for the under-21s, the main striker there, but, like, is, is he going to be that good? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he played in, like, the Juve setup. Let me quickly check. Yeah, I think they they sold yeah, him right? to, to Monza. So it could have just been, like, an escape for him, right? Yeah, I, I think so. He's represented but, by Jess DeFute also. Uh, we okay. could probably get him pretty easily, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Is I don't team, know who. Has Monza gone get. up, though, or did they get knocked out in the playoff? Let's check. Yeah, good shot. Like... Um, they play tomorrow against Pisa, so I'm guessing they're in the oh, playoff. Oh, they're still alive. Still, still to be determined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I assume maybe if they go out, they might keep him. But obviously, so Pisa, so Pisa finished third. Sorry, you go. And Mozza fourth, but tied on, tied with the same points. Yeah. So we'll see. Cool. 
Yeah, I, I, unless like a loan comes up from like the Premier League, like one of the players like a, a striker from there or like any other league, I really don't see us getting another striker, to be honest. I think he's probably going to go with... Oh, yeah, we definitely need it. But I think it's going to be Paulinho and Rodrigo. And uh, is it Fatou, the, the Ghanaian prodigy? I believe yeah, a but he's more, well. he's more left wing. I think he's more of a left winger, though. Yeah. At least in Ghana, that's what he's played, right? I don't know about him here. Drippy, though. He's replacing Slimani when it comes to the drip. <laughs> yeah, most yeah. definitely. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I think that's it for sort of the loose ends. Um, Chris, do you have any uh, modalities to go over? Just skip I, over I basketball. Unfortunately, I unfortunately don't have modalities today. There's, there's still a lot to play for out there. Um, yeah. Basketball is on the brink of elimination, though. It's 2-0. Uh, we already talked about like some of the other ones that failed. La- uh, ladies, soft footy, uh, handball. You know, we know that those they're already done. Hockey's still competing. Um, we know volleyball's done. Futsal playoffs that's haven't even started yet. Yeah. I guess that's happened since. So, yeah, they won the test of Portugal, and they have it in uh, the playoffs. We'll, we'll start soon for that. That always goes the latest, but yeah, it's not looking good for basketball. Cool. But before we wrap things up, I want to give a special shout out to Marcus Edwards for one of the worst interviews <laughs> of all time. Like, I mean, I felt so bad for him. He was just so uncomfortable in that interview. And some of the questions he was being asked, even I was like, okay. Like, they're, they're, they're asking him, like, how to slide in a girl's DMs. Like, yeah, that unreal, was just... unreal. <laughs> My, like, my favorite part, because I watched it on my lunch break, my favorite part is uh, when they're talking about, like, what he misses, like, what he does back home in, like, London. And he was, yeah. like, um, like he stopped himself from saying, like, I link up with the mandem. He was just, like, I link yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I meet up with my friends. I'm, like, but <laughs> <laughs> just bring the road man out, bro. <laughs> yeah, there was yeah. some points as well. The Nando's team made me laugh because it reminded me of when we had uh, Nuno Sozer on and he was, like, Nando's is shit. To me, it's just weird, bro. You're in Portugal where rotisserie chicken is like the shit everywhere. Dude, he like doesn't know Nando's. how to like, ask for it, so he like can't go to a restaurant, so he just like hasn't ever had a good oh, one. Man. I guess. Like he's he's like within a hundred yards of being able to get one. He just like can't do it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do you know what? No, I, I know, I know, I know. It was a funny interview, but I'm, I'm so pleased that he did it because, like, yeah. his whole thing yeah. before has been that he's like so reserved and like he just won't speak. And yeah, the floor is yours, bro. Take it away. Yeah. You, you can say whatever you want. He's like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> the joke thing is though, like, yo, Poro, yo, look at my Instagram, bro. What about that selfie? You know. Yo, he that was, was not happy. Yeah, Yo, he I was actually getting mad. It seemed like he was actually getting mad at when they were ranking like the hotness and they were telling yeah. him about yeah. it. Like it seemed like he was actually getting pissed. It was like, oh my god. <laughs> but this is the thing, right? Because he's like his humor as 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 someone from London, right? His humor was just like a young kid from London, right? He was yeah. he yeah. comes across really serious, but he's that's him just joking around, but the disconnect between him and the interviewer. I thought the interviewer did a good job, like did his best, but it was just two people who just like did not It's connect different cultures. All. I was saying that too. Yeah. It's like, uh, it was just two different cultures. They didn't mesh. Spartan, yeah. call yeah. one of us up. We'll get a better interview. Yeah. I was going to say as well, like, I did, like he was at Game of Reigns for what, since 2017, 2018? Doesn't yeah. speak yeah. a word of Portuguese. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> I was like, do you not even know the colours? He was like, 
Nah, <laughs> something. <laughs> but yeah, probably not a good Portuguese speaker. Apparently, he's taking lessons though, which I don't believe. Like, I mean, no. I think you need to sack that teacher to be honest. Though, get a new one. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that that wraps up uh, our end of season review. Uh, before we go, uh, special shout out to Albert. Thank you for joining us, man. Uh, you can see uh, the at he's got in his name uh, at Longball Football. Make sure to follow it on Twitter. Uh, do you have just Spotify and, and Apple Music and things like that as well? Man, we're, we're everywhere. I'm pretty sure we're everywhere. So wherever you listen, give it a search. If it's not on there, just send us a message. We'll see what we can do. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah, make sure to give them a follow and listen to them. Great guys, Albert and Barney, man. Listen to them quite a lot and like genuinely. If you want some unbiased commentary, because we definitely do not provide that here, go over there. Uh, generally, we try. <laughs> yeah, we try. It's but sometimes hard. it doesn't work. Yeah, it is very hard. But yeah. No, so. just, I, just before we go, I do want to quickly say a big thank you to you guys as well for the invitation. Like, I really enjoyed this. I was a little bit nervous doing my first ever live thing. Like, I've got the luxury of me and Barney just like pre-record and, and edit. So this was live, but. Genuinely, big thank you for the invitation. I had a lot of fun and we should definitely do this again. If Marcus Edwards does another interview, we'll just do like a, a live watch along. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. And just, just before we go, yeah, this is the last episode of the season. We'll probably be here and there, maybe doing a transfer special review. But this is probably the last time you're going to see us till maybe July or August. So, I mean, thank you all for the support we've had over the... The last season, we've managed to get some more incredible guests on, such as Albert next to me. And we've obviously had uh, Nuno Soza. We've had some other good guests as well throughout the seasons. Azebe. So, say again, sorry? Azbe Jug or whatever his name is. Yeah, Azbe yeah. Jug, yeah, of course. Like, good And year. hopefully next season, Yannick Palassi, man. I mean, you know, only a matter of time at this point. But yeah, uh, if you do want to keep up to date with us, we are all active on Twitter, uh, especially on the Sporting 160 underscore EN account. Follow there if you want to find the latest transfer rumours. If you want to see hashtag Slimani watch, hashtag Slimani drip watch, update that daily. <laughs> I mean, it's I actually have so much fun finding them photos, which is just, <laughs> just literally him stealing from his Instagram, which is fine. But um, but yeah, make sure to follow us all. Uh, before I go, I'll give the banners out. Follow Chris down there. You can follow Danny down there. Uh, you can follow me here. And last but not least, make sure you follow Sporting160 underscore EN, Spotify, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, Apple iTunes Music, and I believe that sh should be it in terms of links. TikTok uh, yeah. coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> Danny has said if we get 10 likes in this video, he'll start doing TikTok dances. More, so, more, 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 more. 50 likes. Definitely going to get 50 10. likes, and we're doing a compilation <laughs> dance video. Of just you, yeah. likes. 100 likes. <laughs> I'm, I'm clipping this, by the way, and that's going right, on. 100 likes. 100 likes. All, all three of us. Albert, if you want to join us, you're more than happy to join us. Uh, and maybe Steph. We're, we're getting it in a little dance on TikTok. Okay. Is that 100 YouTube likes, I assume? Not, not 100 likes. YouTube likes, of course. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, sounds good to me. But yeah, thank you all again for watching. We'll probably see you in July, August sometime. Peace. <laughs>